Are you going to stare at our crew out the window like a freak all day long? Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Before we get into today's show, a big thank you to our sponsor, Send Gym. If you want to get the lead you want and turn your current clients into raving fans, then you need to try Send Gym. They've created an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you sign up today, you can get your first month for just $2. So if you haven't already, go to sendgym.io forward slash MDL, where you can get even more exclusive deals just for Million Dollar Landscaper podcast listeners. That's sendgym.io forward slash MDL and take advantage of these awesome deals today. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are going to chat a little bit about qualifying and pre-qualifying your customers. It's an important topic. We have talked about it before. Yeah, it was episode 85, maybe. We'll it link was. it up yeah, in show it was notes 85, yeah. if you want to go back and look at it, because this is going to be a little different. We, we gave very like concrete tips in that one mm-hmm. for pre-qualifying. This one, it was in the, the our free Facebook group landscaping business owners. Yep. I just posted the question uh, just the other yeah. day. So so if you're in there, you might have seen it. So I kind of thought there was a lot of really good answers. And mm-hmm. so just wanted to run through them. So. Yeah. And I, I just feel it's so important. And with everybody just getting slammed with so much work here this year, it's more important than ever to be pre-qualifying your customers before you're going yeah. out wasting your time. Like this is, we had this issue, maybe not as bad as it is now, but in the past, I, I've run out and I would pretty much go visit every single customer and not pre-qualify them. And I'd waste so much time. I'd do a design and all that stuff. And then, you know, I wouldn't get anything for the job. Time waste waster. Yeah. Ooh, before we get too deep, though, we didn't go over housekeeping. So we have just a few things to chat about. Not a whole bunch. It is June. Woohoo! Summer's yep. already here. Can't believe the year is half over. That is That's crazy. Um, we're actually going to be on vacation most of this <laughs> month. We are getting the heck out of town um, for a number of reasons. Very importantly, Million Dollar Landscaper is our birthday in June. I don't remember exactly what day. We could probably go back and look it up. But we launched Million Dollar Landscaper three years ago this June. I know. And it has been a little bit of a crazy ride. You all are business owners, and so you know what it's like. And so for this to be our first three years in a completely different business realm, I can tell you right now, if you want to start an (laughs) online business, it is completely different from owning a landscaping business. We have learned a lot. We have learned a lot of lessons the hard way. We have invested a lot in ourselves as far as educational courses and everything. So those things, I think, are kind of the same. That is kind of universally applicable to no matter what kind of business you're doing. So just a little nugget of wisdom there. Well, you have to invest in yourself because if you want to learn all of your business lessons on your own, it's going to take a very long time and it's going to be really Yeah, you can go spend all the time on YouTube and Google and search in the interwebs and it's going to just take a long time just to find and do these different things to make it all come together. Yes. So we took some, we took it upon ourselves to find some people that have done that and have created these courses to kind of speed the process up along. So yes. So I just I don't know what else no, I want to say no, about we're that. Just, we're than- just excited that's our third year in business doing this. So we just love helping everyone and uh, love sharing the knowledge. Is it weird we just, to say I like it more than I thought I would? Not is. that I didn't think I would like it, yeah. but it has been very rewarding. It is. I enjoy it 
quite a bit. It feels good to hear people just remark on the podcast and the courses that we have and just hearing how it's helped. And we're them. not just saying this because we have no. huge egos. Like we genuinely like helping people and we take it seriously. When people reach out to us and tell us their story mm-hmm. of they're just starting their business or mm-hmm. they're taking over a business because a loved one passed away or they've been in business for a long time, but they just haven't been able to get it together. I just want people to know that we genuinely take that to heart. And that is why we're here. It's because we don't want people to have to suffer long through it any longer than they have to. Help is available, whether it's from us or somewhere else. Yeah, just seek it out. Don't struggle. You don't have to. Yeah, we did it too long. We struggled too long and it's not not worth it. You could have been, we could have been way further ahead in our business than what we were. Don't be stubborn Midwesterners. That's what we are. Pretty much. So, Yes. And we're learning that lesson still because oh. oh, yeah. even with this online business, it is hard to get out of that, you know, entrepreneurial, I'll just figure it out, well, do it all myself it, mode. I mean, we're kind of getting off topic what we initially started here from, but if you look at what we started to do in our landscape business, you in the landscape business, you start doing everything yourself. Yeah. You're trying to do every single job, no matter if it's, you know, you, know, you don't have a niche, you're not, you know, doing specific things. You're trying to do anything, just get money in. Yeah. And we've kind of done the same thing. We try to get out there and do every single thing, especially myself. I try to like yes, create the I'm website. Yes, when talking about stubborn to... Midwesterner, I'm mostly referring to you. Well, yes, but <laughs> so we try to do everything ourselves and there's a balance in there. And this is the same thing in your landscape business. You you yeah. have to do certain things yourself at the beginning just because you, you don't have the money. You have to learn your lessons. You've got well, to learn. Well, that, you don't have the money to pay somebody else to do it. Yeah. And this is the same thing here. We're getting to the point. We're not like, we haven't blown up. We no, ain't huge yet, but no, we can but afford to hire. We're help. starting to hire a few more people just part time to help us out because I don't have time to do everything. I love to creating this content, we do the podcast. Prefer and to do the things that really move the needle in the mm-hmm. business, being yeah. out there, creating content, reaching out to people, doing stuff like that. Well, For us, it doesn't make sense to sit there and input the bills and yeah. do all that. Well, we don't need to be doing it. It's creating the websites and all that stuff. I'm not a professional. I, like it, no. I spent a lot of time doing it. And I learned a lot, but I wasted a lot of time than what I could have been doing other things. Yeah. So. so there's just a little nugget of just business wisdom <laughs> in general. As soon as you can pay somebody else to do things that you either don't enjoy or are not good at, do it. Okay. Yeah, I agree. We did. So we really got on we, a tangent we, there. Yeah, we did. Sorry. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> back on track. Back to pre-qualifying your customers. Like we said, we put this, it was a, in the Facebook group, and I just I thought there was a lot of really good answers. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to kind of run through those real quick. So... The first one we had here was people, they ask customers, what is your timeline? That's a big one this year. Oh yeah, especially now, because everybody wants everything done yesterday. And yes, with the influx of jobs coming in from most of the people we hear from, it's you can't get out there for a month or two months, three months. A sometimes. lot of people are booked Some, for the season yeah. already. So timeline's a huge one. You know, people want things done before their high school graduation or right. 4th of July or whatever we it is. Float, that ship is maybe sailed a little yeah, bit. We are sorry. actually going to a high school graduation open house uh, later this afternoon. Yeah. So, But everybody wants everything done now. So finding the timeline is so important because more than likely you prior are not going to be able to do it. And they might get mad. Yeah. And just one of the ways to address that I think is if you're a decent landscaper, you should be pretty booked up right mm-hmm. now. If you yeah. find somebody who's like, oh, I'll be out there tomorrow. That's maybe a little bit of a red flag. Or that maybe they just started, but it's it's something it's a red true. flag. So true, true, true. But okay. it's, a, it's a very important one. It's one of the first ones you need to be asking. Yes. People. Timeline. And then budget was mm-hmm. one of the next most popular answers. That's- this completely makes sense as well, because mm-hmm. how can you even know what to design or where to begin if you don't know what the budget is? Yeah, this is like 
to me, one of the top ones, the timeline and budget are like the top two questions you need to find out from every customer you're going to go out on. Even if it's a, a past customer. I mean, we want to take care of past customers, but you need to find out a budget because I've wasted so much time going out and, you know, bidding like a water feature and they want this big elaborate pond. Well, everybody and, thinks, yeah, they all got caviar dreams on yeah. a beer budget. Yeah, well, not they, all of them, but some of them do. Yeah. The people don't realize how expensive mm -hmm. it really is. It is not yeah. cheap. And like, especially doing rehab work for oh, water features. Twice the work. Yeah, I got to move the rocks twice now. So people like just go crazy. So I always try to find out a budget, find out what they're thinking. If not, there's multiple different ways out there, you know, doing like ranges of prices. Okay, well, you know, over the phone. Well, you know, in the past we've had customers want something similar from what you're describing me. And it's going to cost anywhere from 10 to 15,000 or whatever it is. Does it sound like something that fits your budget? And you can kind of listen to, you know, whether they gasp like, oh, no, or... Should we talk about the difference between pre-qualifying and qualifying right now? Seems like mm -hmm. a good point to maybe interject. You should have kind of a list of what I consider the pre-qualifying mm -hmm. that you ask either yeah. like on the phone or upon that first initial contact. To me, this timeline and budget are like ones you're doing pre-qualifying. So as soon as a customer calls you into your office and you or whoever's answering the phone, there should be a list of pre-qualifying questions you're doing before you even step foot on the property. You want to find out if you do those type of services that they need or timeline's going to fit or budget's going to fit. And there's a few other questions. And those are going to do before, like I said, you're before you even step foot to that person's property. Then once you step foot on that person's property, then you can find a little bit more qualifying questions to see if, you know, they're going to be a good customer for you and just everything works out, I guess. But there's a little bit of difference of pre-qualifying and qualifying. So another great answer was, do you want to do the project all at once or in stages? Mm -hmm. And this can kind of go back to that budget because if yeah. they throw out, they want all of these things, yet they want to spend $10,000, then you can perhaps help them break mm -hmm. it up into stages. Yeah. Um, I talk about my sister on this podcast a lot. My older sister, she's the one with all the money. <laughs> this is what she has done at her house. Yeah. So she's one of those where you always want to hook her in because she's always got like three years of work yeah. planned out in her brain. Yeah. And you just, it's, it's an easy way to break up a project and, you know, get it so it fits their budget because if they want a 50 or $60,000 project, you know, they maybe not be able to afford all that right away. So, okay, let's do this section now, or let's build the outdoor kitchen this year and then add the bigger patio next year or whatever it is, you know, or work in the front and then do the side, then do the back, then the yeah, other side, whatever it is. Find out their priorities, like what's most important mm -hmm. to them and start there. Yeah. Cause we've done that. We've done that quite a few times and it, it's sure. a great way to keep that customer coming back every year because then you could probably upsell them on things later on. Absolutely. This was a good one. I think that maybe not a lot of people think about do they want a garden that furthers conservation and biodiversity or will they be using invasive plants and a lot of chemicals? Mm -hmm. That's really a personalized thing, I think. And I, so I thought that was kind of a good question to ask, especially if you're speaking with a husband and wife who might have very different answers. Because if you talk to Scott and I, we have very different answers. Uh -huh. Scott likes things very neat, tidy, landscaping. I like more of like cottage gardening, I like native plants where it's like one step away from being a mess. Uh -huh. Like if it was just a little bit scragglier it would look like weeds yeah so we so it <laughs> well it's it's very good thing to find out because you i have it. maybe put native plants in our landscaping that then escaped and bounced everywhere and oh, yeah. cats real thrilled with yeah me it's all that. over it's a yes, mess the gera so just fyi don't put the native geraniums mm -hmm. in your yard because yeah, they will get everywhere. years later we're still cleaning those up well, they're not an invasive plant though they're native they're perhaps native aggressive okay they're very aggressive yes <laughs> but no it's a very important question to ask um and to find out you know how they feel about chemicals or or you yeah, know some people so, will not care one yeah. 
bit about mm-hmm. any use of chemicals. Other well, people like won't even want you putting down fertilizer. Yeah, well, we've had people that wanted gardens specifically for butterflies, so you have mm-hmm. to choose plants and that fit that. So oh, yeah, pollinator gardens yep. are very hot topic right now, especially with monarchs and everything. So, so you just have bees. to, yeah. So you just have to find out these types of things and pull it out of them because they may not share it with you. Yep. Uh, let's see here. This is the same person that said, if not designed by us, are you willing to give us the creativity to replace invasive plants with native plants? Mm-hmm. I maybe pulled this comment because I have a background in ecology. And so I love that this person <laughs> has natives on their minds. And so yeah. this just kind of goes back to, um, cause some people do ha- get a design from one person and have the install on another. So mm-hmm. whether it's native plants or not, maybe be open to having that conversation of how much creative liberty do we have with the design because I'm not going to rag on all landscape architects, but if you get a plan from a landscape architect, in my experience, there have been weird things in them sometimes Mm -hmm. because they don't always have the on the ground experience and weird things have happened. I'm pretty sure most of us had some experience with that and not all of them, but there's quite a few that just weird things have happened. They put things in the wrong spots or yeah. too close to certain things or they, yeah, or I don't know. Everyone knows a blue spruce looks adorable right next to the corner of your house right <laughs> now, but that thing's going to get ginormous. Yeah. So you can't plant a blue spruce three feet off the corner of your house and expect it to end well. You mean the one that we cut at the front of our house? We did. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> we did. moved into this house. We've been on, let's see, how long have we been rehabbing this house? Eight years? Something we like We moved that. into a 1939 house and we've been rehabbing for years. But that's one of the things we did when we first moved in. I'm sure our neighbors thought we were nuts because mm-hmm. Scott shimmied up the tree with a chainsaw. We tied it off and I was pulling the logs down. We're those neighbors. Yeah. Hey, anyway, <laughs> not about us. So, okay. This is that same comment. Yeah. Are you willing to do a successional design? I thought yeah. that maybe meant just doing it in stages. And is this for resale value or for personal enjoyment? That's actually a really thoughtful question as well. Because yeah. if you're just trying to sell your house, then you might not want to sink yeah. as much money and as much like detail. If you know this is for your forever home, mm-hmm. you might have a different level. Of well, that, if it's going to be a forever home, then you can maybe plan out things in stages. So it's, it's right. It's important. So yeah, we're so, just going through some of the questions yeah, we're just, on the Facebook. I'm literally reading the comments as they were laid out. Somebody replied, what do you do when somebody doesn't know of their budget? If you ask them and they're either hesitant to tell you their number or they may not even have one in mind. Mm-hmm. Like they just wanted some tips on how you can do that. Yeah. And like I said earlier, it could be uh, you kind of give them ranges and there's pluses and minuses doing that because sometimes when you tell them, okay, this landscape's going to cost you between whatever we'll just say 10 to 15,000, like we said earlier. The problem I have with that is because a lot of times they're already in their head, they think 10, 10. and you as the owner are thinking 15. That's something to just to kind of consider. So if you give ranges, kind of keep them narrow, I guess. Or, or bump your done... range up. So the numbers that you give mm-hmm. them, what you're coming in at is going to be at the bottom of the mm-hmm. range. Yeah. So it's just, that's one of the things I've heard to do. And I think that's a pretty good way of doing it. I've heard one person say kind of along the same lines, you know, okay, are you looking to have, or we have designers that do a hundred thousand dollars in designs. Is this something you're looking for? And they're like, oh no, that's too much. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have another designer that does, you know, specializes in the $50,000 price range. Is that something? And you kind of work your way down and that kind of is a good way to find things. I've heard other people say where you kind of give them like something they can relate to, like a car. Okay, are you looking to spend something like a Toyota or are you <laughs> looking to spend something like a Porsche or, you know, whatever, something along those lines. There's just different ways of doing it, but it's very important to find out a budget. And if they're not willing to do it, depending on how they've talked to you, you may want to walk away from it because it's so important, you know, and 
Can't waste it's, your time. Everybody has a price. Everybody knows. Like nobody goes somewhere. They know. You know like when they go to buy a car, you know how much you want to spend. You know, you're not going to go in and spending want to spend thirty thousand dollars and walk out with an eighty thousand dollar car more than likely, but <laughs> they have an idea, so you just have to get it out of them. Yeah. Another comment was just timeline, budget, vision, expectations. So yeah. that's nice yeah. as well. Setting expectations up front is a good idea. Yeah. Kind of along those lines too is is finding out if they've have worked with somebody in the past and you know what was oh, good, what was not good with them, and what point. you like. I think that's an important one. Very good point. Somebody else said I qualified them at the meeting. I have upsold projects and sold projects the customer wasn't even considering by simply answering the phone and showing up. Mm -hmm. I like this question because one of the ways that we would upsell was adding in just a little water feature or something mm -hmm. because it might be something that the homeowner didn't even realize mm -hmm. existed that they could wiggle into their budget. Yeah. Oh, okay, we're coming in. You've got, you know, an extra $2,000. Maybe we could put in just a little fountain or something. Yeah, yeah so. just a little bubbling rock is a nice thing to throw in here and there. And, and if they don't go for it, don't go for it. But it's an easy thing to throw in a little project or even some landscape lighting or something, just even a little small package, just something they don't yep. consider at all. Yep. Okay, another one was, I think, same kind of basic Stuff. What type of service do you need? What's your budget? What's your time frame? This comment talked about designs from other contractors as well. And consultation fee. I think that's a good thing. If you do have mm -hmm. a consultation fee for even showing up at their property when you're in those pre-qualifying stages, that's a good time to mention that. Absolutely. And tell them that, you know, you expect to be paid when you arrive. This is something oh, very important. you collect the payment for yep. that that yep. day. Yep. Right then and there. I'm not going to give you anything. You can give an estimate over the phone, just a rough estimate. But if you actually want to design and, you know, an actual consultation, it's going to cost you. You know, I'll give you a rough estimate. It's going to cost you ten dollars to $15,000 for this project mm -hmm. over the phone. Okay, that's fine. So if you want a consultation, then okay, it's going to cost you whatever, $150, bucks, whatever it is. And that's something they need to be aware of because that's going to scare off some people. If they really want it, then they'll pay for it. So Yeah, that's something that I really hope that the industry as a whole you can't like make it a law or no, rule, no. but if all the owners band together and are like, you know, for landscaping, mm -hmm. if you want me to come out, there's going to be a fee. Because mm -hmm. yep. then there's always that one guy that's like, nope, I'm not going to charge one. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. There's always going to be people that's going to come, especially people coming in because they want the work. They're just going to do it. And it's just, it is yeah. what it is. And I've heard and I think people it say, might depend on how, how like what your level of work is, I guess, yeah. as well. Like yeah. maybe if it's like, like for mowing. Yeah, I mean, if, well, that or if like if the project's going to be like a thousand dollars, you're going to have a hard time getting somebody to get, pay you a hundred bucks just to give you a design or something like that. Right. So, so I think there is maybe definitely a range in there. But once you get to a certain level, I don't know what that number is, yeah. maybe like five well, you just thousand dollars. You need to look at something. You need to look at how much time you're going to plan on this job. If you're going to do and a design. Definitely if you give a design, like mm -hmm. I would never give a design yeah. without collecting money for that design. Oh, yeah. I've left with my own designs because they weren't going to pay me for anything and they, they want to think about it. Okay, well, I'm taking the design with me. I'm sorry, I'm not leaving this design. If you'd like me to come back. Yeah. Well, this is something too, like you need to set up a meeting with, or anybody have, that has a, a say in this, you need to have a meeting with both of them. Husband, Both wife. Spouse, yeah, whatever they it want, is. When they want their mom's opinion, doesn't yeah. matter. Whoever's going to be having a say. Yeah, I'm you all need, there. <laughs> because it's going to be, oh, well, we need to talk about it. Okay, that's fine. But I'm going to take this design with me. If you'd like to set another time, we can and do a Zoom or whatever it is. But it's something to think about. Sure. Okay. Another person commented, get a general understanding of the project. Yep, that makes sense. Ask them how soon they're wanting to get it done. Yep, back to that timeline. What's their main reason for wanting this? I think that's a good mm -hmm. question. Like somebody had mentioned previously. Are they going to sell the house? Is this going to well, be their grand entertainment for a graduation party? Is yeah. it just for everyday use and 
entertaining the grandkids, whatever. Well, this is a very good one because this one can be used to sell them on, the, you know, their project. So if they're big into entertainment, you know, they want to have friends over all the time. Okay. Then you can start describing it. When you get out to that project to talk to them about it, you can start describing, you know, okay, vision all the family or whatever it is sitting around here and then you got your fire pit over here. The kids yeah, are playing over pacing. here. You can sell them on that with that. So that, that's a great information to have. Yeah. And you can be like, and this is where you could throw in the extras as well. If mm -hmm. you want to upsell on a little water feature. Yep. Oh, what? You've got young grandkids. Kids love a bubbling rock. Yep. Literally, they do. This isn't even like a lie. <laughs> we have one in our front yard and like strangers, the kids are always like coming right up to it. I let them. I don't care. But we had one at our other house when our kids were small. We had to have it on a switch so mm -hmm. we could turn it on and off because I couldn't keep them out of it. Yep. Literally couldn't keep them out of well, it. Kids safe, love water. But it, well, safety well. it, yeah, but, but anyway, that's just an example mm -hmm. of something that you can uh, mm -hmm. offer. Um, another person said, what's the budget? Yep. Like we've said, make sure it's a realistic budget. So mm -hmm. another person, I like this comment, they asked about budget and they let people know that, okay, our jobs start at $10,000. And I think this is great because mm -hmm. it's a really good feeling to know that you don't have to take everything that yeah. comes your way. If you don't do jobs that are that small and if it's yeah. not worth your time, just let them know up front. It's a good way to weed them out. Yep. And that's a great way to build a relationship with another landscaping company that you know does good work and would that's, be happy to have that smaller job. And that's key right there. So you're not just slamming the door in their face when you say, okay, well, I'm sorry, this sounds like it's a little no, too small for a project. We don't do things that small. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's just the way you come across with it. But okay, no, but we have somebody that we highly recommend that can, you know, probably get you in. So, sure. and give them their number. I so have this a couple. Is, yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple yeah. names. Yep. I, I thought that was a really good comment. Another one, I will tell them our time frame before we meet. Mm -hmm. We're four to six weeks out. Yes. And I really like that comment because once again, we've talked about time frame. And somebody commented that they just started doing this in 2021 and they have so much less stress now. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it is really helping people out to get that time frame question out there in the open right from the get go. Well, and this too, like you can tell them we do this ourselves. My mom who answered the phone tells them, okay, you know, we are booked out six weeks right now. And that's kind of a, the same thing this person said too, is it just cuts out a lot of people, but then also tell them too, like, okay, if it's going to need a design, we are also backed up on this. So this might be an extra two weeks you before we can be get out there. You could be backed up on so, your designs, yep, depending so, on how many you've got on the desk as yep, well. Don't, don't feel like you have to get out to every single job right away, especially right now with the, the influx of people wanting work done. Everybody's so. wanting work done. Yep. Yeah. Just, I like the, just being open and upfront about it. Mm -hmm. And just to tie into that a little bit more and then be open and upfront as your project progresses. Even once you mm -hmm. start the work, if you have to, for whatever reason, pull off the job for a few days, something comes up, the weather's weird. Just make sure you're <laughs> communicating yeah. that with your customer because it seems very obvious to us. Like we get it. If it just poured rain for three days straight, you might not be able to come out and work because you'll just be mucking around mud. That's common sense to us. Homeowners, will not think like that. Nope. They'll be like, it's not raining right now. Why yep. aren't they here? Yeah. And I think I've told the story too about my sister who was having work done. And she always calls me. Oh, she was having a deck done at this point. And she's like, I haven't heard from them. They haven't been here in a week. She's like, I'm just going to cut my losses. I think they've just ghosted me. and I'm going to get somebody else. I'm like, girl, it's only been a week. I'm like, they're coming back out. Yep. I'm like, call them every day. You're going to have to be annoying. Yep. But that they did, they came back out and finished it. But yeah, she thought she hadn't heard from them for a week that they had ghosted them. And it's unfortunate that I'm like, nah, they're going to come back out. It's unfortunate that I knew that they hadn't ghosted, that this was kind of common. It so is. It is. Unfortunately, it is. But Yes. Yeah. No, but this is, a, this is a real good episode as far as I thought learning. these were all great comments. Oh, yeah. And I do want to share 
some of the answers. Of course, there's always people that like will put a little snark or something, but I actually loved these answers because these are the things you want to say, but you don't. So uh, I wanted to read a couple of them. <laughs> I appreciated them. I thought they were hilarious. So somebody answered, do you actually plan on paying me? Of course, that's what you want to say, but you can't. <laughs> Are you going to call me with really dumb questions? Because mm -hmm. once again, we think they're dumb questions, but you have to just try and get out in front of the dumb questions. The longer you're in this biz, you will get a feel for the air quotes, dumb questions that people ask. Once again, well, this, it may seem dumb to you, but it's not dumb to them. And on this <laughs> note, though, dumb, but. some of the stuff you can prevent yourself by having your sales process on, on your website or, mm -hmm. or pamphlet that you give out to them or whatever it is. Or just work answering. on your sales skills. Mm -hmm. Just yep. work this into your routine. Yep. You'll start to learn things yep. that come up often. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're just going to get like the weird question that makes no sense. And you'll just answer it with a smile and Post it on Facebook when you get back in the yeah. truck. Right? So, <laughs> and this last one I loved, uh, it says, are you going to stare at our crew out the window like a freak all day long? I hate it when people watch me work. I absolutely hate it as a female that has worked jobs where I've had to like run very large tractors, pull huge mowers, use large pieces of equipment. I hate it when people just stop and blatantly stare. Like it's weird. Like, especially very bad when they, grab a chair, a lawn chair, and then sit out there and just watch you the whole day. You're like, like we always joke around and you can't joke it's around. It's uncomfortable. Just, yeah. You don't want to, cause you might just be talking about your personal life yeah. or just like you said, just joking around and you being goofy. You can't, you, you can't, can't, no, you can't do that. And then it just makes the day take forever. It seems like, but yeah, it's always something you want to ask the person. There's going to be an extra fee just if you want to sit there and watch. I <laughs> wish you could charge. Yeah. The entertainment fee. Yes, yes. It's ridiculous, but you <laughs> don't. So, but I think it's funny that you don't like, being watched because I'm just going to, this is just, this is a husband and wife podcast. So you're going to go right under the bus. Whenever we have any people out like professionals, like we had to have some plumbing done on the outside of the house, you're up in it. I mean, you don't sit there and blatantly stare, but you're all up in their biz. You're well, checking. I knew they're going to do it right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So sometimes you're your own worst customer. We had professional plumbers out and he had to be all up in the biz, making sure they were doing it right. But they weren't going to. I knew it because they told me you're, they you're not a plumber. No, but they weren't going to do it right. So I had to make sure they did it right. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sometimes it's easiest, yeah, for us yeah. to say we don't like it, but mm -hmm. then you go and do it. Anyway. You do what you got to do. That I just wanted to throw you under the bus just for we, fun. We do want to give a little quick shout out to. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. It was so nice on Instagram. Yeah. It was Scarlet Oak Landscaping. They commented that they are listening to the podcast. And so I just thought that was really mm -hmm. nice. We love it when you guys comment and let us know that you're listening and you like yeah. the podcast because. I don't know if you've noticed my voice is a little nasally today. I don't feel the best, but when I know that people are listening and mm -hmm. they look forward to hearing what we've got to say, it makes it easier to just like go ahead, you know, and just do it even if I feel like a big snotty wad of garbage. No, it, and it always feels weird. <laughs> like, I don't know, even after a couple of years of doing this podcast, it just seems weird to like people are listening to us and use our information. I mean, it, it, don't get me wrong. Like this is the whole point of it, but it's just still feels it is, a but little. We're kind of guilty. I'm kind of guilty of just recording these and then not that I forget about it, but then I just kind of move on with my mm -hmm. day. And it's easy to record because it's just you and I talking back and forth. But I have had people, we were at a robotics tournament and a guy <laughs> recognized my voice and he came up and was like, I listen to your podcast. And I like froze. I didn't know what to say. I felt weird. I didn't know where well, to I'm not. like, what? Thank you, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. But it's, we, we enjoy it. We love hearing from people like that they're listening to it and, you know, if what they're doing. If you're getting value with, from yes. it, we love it. Please share the podcast with yeah. your fellow landscaper friends because that, like we said before, yeah, and we, that is why we're here. We actually went on to Apple 
podcast oh, and looked at the reviews. Like we haven't looked at them in a while. And it's like, you know, we don't do it for all that stuff. We do it to help everyone and seeing the, some of the reviews of what people are saying about it's it. Just it's just really it's, nice yeah, to so. feel appreciated. So we it do like appreciate nice it. Yeah. Rub. Yeah. So, nope, we do appreciate it. And thank you. Yep. Feel free to comment and let us know like in Facebook or on Instagram anytime. Happy yep. to shout you out and say, Thank you for listening. Please share it with your friends because I think that helps like your rankings, right? If yeah. more people well, they share, share and, and, comment. and giving us reviews, we we really appreciate oh, that. So, reviews on iTunes, so does that you, help you? Yeah, absolutely. So if you guys can, wouldn't mind, you yeah, know, head over to iTunes. Yeah, give us an awesome review. Yeah. We can get out there some more. And so we can yeah. keep just, you know. And we're always looking too. If anybody has any ideas for episodes or something they want to talk about, you know. Sure, drop a comment yeah, in the Facebook group or on Instagram. Let us know or email yeah. us. Yeah, That'll we'll sneak it in somewhere along the way oh yeah no happy to always answer questions so <laughs> all right before we go i've got scott's pod deck questions all for right. him Let's Ready. see what you got okay number one if you were reincarnated as a famous landmark which would it be famous landmark i know well we're well, go, we're leaving for vacation in less than a week and we're going to iconic landmarks we're going on the big trip out west we're hitting yellowstone we're gonna hit Grand Tetons. We're going to South Dakota. So that's got Crazy Horse, Mount Rushmore, yeah. Badlands, all of these well, natural I mean, landmarks. I well, guess Mount Rushmore and Crazy Horse are man-made, but I don't I haven't traveled a lot, so but just from what I have seen on the old TikToks and Instagram and all that stuff, I'd yes. say probably Glacier National Park. Oh, you're so on Glacier. Yeah, we wanted to squeeze that into yeah. this trip, but that we just didn't have enough time. Yeah. We we are gonna go for three weeks, but we wanted to spend as much quality time in the mm -hmm. parks that we are visiting as we could. We didn't want to feel rushed. Yeah, so yeah. that's why we're gonna leave it to we're going to stop at state parks and stuff on the way out yeah. um, in different states on the way there. We're, we're in Indiana, so we'll be going through, what is it, Iowa, Nebraska. Then we'll hit Wyoming, yep. hang out in Wyoming at Tetons and Yellowstone. And then we'll shoot, head yep. over to South Dakota. We're not going to really stop too much on the way home. Like Minnesota, Wisconsin, we've, yeah, we've done stuff there. Say. That's not too out of the yeah. realm for us. So anyway, going <laughs> to be awesome. Going to be fun. Okay, question number two. What is something that you've never been able to do well? Uh, let's see. I've never been able to do any kind of instrument. I don't know. I'm oh, not, I'm, you are not. I'm not musical. very. I'm not. I'm very musically inclined at all. Like, mm, have you ever tried? I did. I wanted to try the saxophone right. when I was little. But they made you do the clarinet. They made first. us do the clarinet, and I did not want to do that. I didn't like Just it. Short lived. So, yep. I okay. did it like during summer break or whatever elementary school, and that was it. That was or whatever it was, junior high, whatever it was. All right. So no musical. No. no nothing no. musical for you. What would be the worst ingredients to fill a burrito with? Liver. Oh, yeah. you eat liver sausage. Yeah, but it doesn't taste the same as liver. Like just straight out straight liver. liver. Yeah, gross. that's oh, like liver and onions. Your parents no, are big on gross. the fried liver and onions. It's gross. Yeah. Well, that'd probably be my number one thing. I'll go with that because yeah. I don't even like liver sausage. It's too salty. It's good. Weirdo. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. I think we covered anything. So, oh, while we are on vacation, Laura Reale of Landscape Marketing Secrets, if you haven't checked out her podcast, please go to Landscape Marketing Secrets and check her out. She's the marketing coach inside of our academy. So while we are on vacay, we've got Laura lined up. She's taken over, she taken is. over the academy for the month. So if you've ever had any kind of marketing questions, wanted to really pick the brain of somebody who's not only specializes in marketing, but they also own a landscape mm -hmm. business, ponds specifically, ponds and I think like water management, yeah. stormwater management stuff. Anyway, hop on, get in the Million Dollar Academy and you can pick Laura's brain or you can catch her on Monday nights in the Landscaping Business yeah. Owners Facebook group. She always does lives every Monday night. I think yeah. it's eight Eastern time, I believe it I is. I think so. 
But yeah, she's full of information. So take advantage yeah. of that. Ask her stuff. That's bug what she the crap doesn't. out of her yeah. while we're gone. We're not going to know. So <laughs> we're, we're going to be on vacation. So bug her. Uh, and, yeah, and if you want more, you know, in-depth help from her, join the Academy. Like I said, she'll be taking over and just kind of, you know, keeping the ship on course for us yep. while we're gone. Yep. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today. Have a great day. Hey, everyone. Just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message. 